From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, patriots of all ages, I am back. Yes, in black and white, the new definition of color commentary is back at it. After a kind of a crazy couple of weeks, uh, I mean, first of all, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, we took some time off, and yay, happy, happy. Uh, I hope everybody did have a good Thanksgiving, even though it was more expensive uh, than it's supposed to have been for quite a while. So that's uh, kind of a rough one. But also, before that, I had a bit of a, had a, bit of a health scare um, with my heart. And I was in the hospital for a few days trying to figure out what was wrong. And so far, well, it, was, it must not have been too bad because I'm still here and happy to be here. I have missed so many of you. And I thank you uh, for those on our social media page, pages uh, for your kind wishes for my health. And I am grateful for all of it. But man, oh man, what a time to be back. Oh man, is it what a time to be back. And plus also had a, a little bit of a technical issue, apparently. Uh, my internet was down for several days. And so I'm a little bit late getting back. But we are on schedule and we are back up and functioning. And man, oh man, talk about malfunctions Ugh. we've got the uprising in china the biggest story in the world and not too much of the western media is understanding what's going on i mean the largest country in the world as far as population over a billion people billion and a half are in major league uprising over the COVID restrictions and not in Beijing, Shanghai, all the other major cities of China. It's a mess. And apparently, it's not quite the same as it was in Tiananmen Square back in the late 80s. But it's definitely there. And you cannot miss it unless you're blind as a bat. That's certainly one big story. Another big story, it, Brazilians. Tens of millions of Brazilians are protesting their election and all the shenanigans that went on there. And the, the only difference is uh, Brazil doesn't have mail-in ballots, but they do use machines. Oh, and no paper ballots. Well, and no hand counting. Oh, boy. I mean, that's, that's a situation that's still pretty fluid. And, of course, right here in the good old U.S. of A., Arizona. The world is watching you, Arizona. You are right about that, Bill Gates. But the problem is they're watching you and your arrogance, your foolish and slavish dev devotion to John McCain and his style of Republican politics, which is nothing more than uniparty, 
you've you've managed to disenfranchise tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of voters in Maricopa County because your machines suck. And your attitude towards these people who are mad at you, and deservedly so, sucks too. You can get all ticked off. You can say, oh, well, you can't do that, and you only give them two minutes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screw you and the horse you rode in on, Bill Gates. And this Stephen Richer, the man who had a p- political action committee that only supported Republicans who didn't support the steal of 2020 or anything of that nature. It's like, these aren't Republicans, people, because if it is, no wonder the RNC's got problems. And just yesterday, Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, has thrown his hat into the ring to become the next RNC chairman, uh, possibly going against uh, people like Lee Zeldin, a gubernatorial candidate in New York State, and uh, even Ronna McDaniel, who wants to run for another term in spite of the severe lack of results that she's gotten since 2020. Now, that's really weird, but that's an entirely different story. But boy, oh boy. I mean, I'm just, there's so much here. I mean, I'm going to have to like, you know, take subsequent episodes and kind of take some of these one at a time. But right now, the lame duck session of Congress is going on. Yes, the Democrats are coming up with all sorts of lovely little surprises as their last, well, at least in the House anyway. Uh, It's going to be Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats along with the Uh, goofy rhino Republicans. It's their last screw you to the people who voted against them. And that includes Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and the whole stinking bunch. So yes, uh, there's going to be an omnibus bill that's going to be a part of the National Defense Authorization Act, you know, which is that, which is a vital one, but They're going to throw in as much woke crap into that bill that they possibly can. I mean, it's going to be one, at least one trillion, maybe closer to two trillion dollars in spending. And half of that isn't even is going to be discretionary spending, which is money we don't have. We don't have time for this woke crap. But yet they're going to use the defense authorization, which is something that we have to have, as their smokescreen. So this also this Respect for Marriage Act that apparently is going to be voted on in the Senate? Uh, no, it's not about gay marriage. Never has been. Gay marriage, that issue has been dealt with. You can get it all over the country. You can have that. So, yeah, I mean, sure, you know, you can do all that. But the problem is, it's not about gay marriage. It's essentially a major league blow to religious freedom, religious liberty, religious speech. Because any church 
that has the stones and the spine to say, hey, marriage is between one man and one woman, or there are only two genders. That's considered hate speech in the mind of the left, and the problem is, yeah, I'm scared that, I'm not scared, but I am concerned that too many churches are just going to roll over like a puppy wanting a belly rub. And they're, and they're going to essentially, the government is going to try to put them out of business. Civil suits, criminal charges, whatever it takes. Yes, my friends, yes, my brothers and sisters in Christ, if you don't know what's going on, you better wake up and you better wake your pastor up. Because this is serious stuff and it's stuff I've warned people about. Ever since the Dobbs decision that returned abortion to the states, look what's happened. We've had bombings, fire bombings, attacks and graffiti and vandalism at uh, crisis pregnancy centers, some Catholic churches, some even uh, evangelical and Protestant churches. Plus, you've had uh, harassment and threats and even an assassination attempt on Supreme Court justices, but that's no big deal because Mary Garland is more concerned about the mama bears and the papa bears who are telling school districts where to go pound sand because they're domestic terrorists. Whoa, dude. If you can't do your job, yeah, I mean, we've already got Mayorkas, who's already been told by Kevin McCarthy, who is expected to become Speaker of the House, even though it's like I still don't really trust him when it comes down to it, that if you're not going to resign, we're going to come after you, we're going to investigate, and we are going to apparently start at that after that with impeachment proceedings. I said, well, shoot, why, why stop at Mayorkas? Merrick Garland is enough of an elitist goofball. Make him next, because he's not really doing his job. I mean, his import, apparently his job is to go out and send SWAT teams to pro-life Catholic activists who are saying rosaries in front of abortion clinics, and they send fully armed SWAT teams, tactical teams, scare the crap out of their families, traumatize their kids, and apparently... He thinks in his messed up mind that, you know, you, you, you oh, I, I'm, I, I, I think about this stuff and I get a little flummoxed because how can this dingbat who calls himself attorney general, spawn, I call him the spawn of Satan, he will go after all of these parents and Catholic pro-life activists but won't go after Hunter Biden because he's trying to cover for his boss. So yeah, I'm going to say it. And frankly, I don't care who really who really gets upset over it. I really don't because we are at a point right now in this country as we are having a new Congress being seated in just a few weeks. But don't, my friends, do not overlook the lame duck session. Don't overlook it. We cannot rest on our laurels. Okay, so we didn't get the red wave as we thought we would. But we do have the House. 
Nancy Pelosi is done. She is no longer speaker. She is stepping down from leadership. She's out of there. Same with Steny Hoyer as the majority leader. So they're gone. They're done. But do not underestimate their willingness to really screw you over as Americans, as law-abiding Americans. Biden has already said that he's going to go after assault, another assault weapons ban, which apparently didn't work back in the 90s when he was in the Senate. It really didn't. I mean, it was only 10 years, but pfft, done. See ya. It was, it was bad then, and it's going to be even worse now because there's a lot of people that are going to tell him, uh, screw you and the horse you rode in on when it comes to the Second Amendment. So that's not going to be fun. So yes, there's all kinds of things going on. Uh, we still have a lousy economy, even though, yeah, inflation might be down just a little. But this holiday season, even retailers are not expecting as big of a sale, of, of sales-wise. Now, Black Friday was a little better than most, uh, given the expectations. But we're still a mess. I mean, survey, a business survey, 41% of small businesses were unable to pay their rent this month. They were unable to pay it, 41%. Now, that's scary enough as it stands, but we still cannot ignore economic realities. We have families who are still behind on their utility payments. Some are uh, behind on their uh, rents or mortgages. Rate, mortgage rates are still obscenely high and the Fed, at least they're, you know, I mean, still we have a month left, but we've already had multiple rate hikes. So looking for a house or perhaps refinance, eh, nah. That, that's not going to be helpful for most Americans. That is for sure. So yeah, we still have, I mean, high food prices. I mean, there were a lot of people who didn't have a traditional Thanksgiving dinner this year, not because they wanted to downsize. They just straight up couldn't afford it. And I feel bad. I mean... I even heard of people who maybe had like pizza, pizza parties for Thanksgiving because they couldn't afford a turkey or if they maybe could even find a turkey. I don't know, but everything was up. I mean, everything. I, I Cranberry sauce was up. Stuffing was up. I mean, all kinds of things. And yeah, it was a mess. You know, and I feel badly for those families that had to do that just because they couldn't afford it, just because of money. And, well, did Joe Biden suffer? Oh, hell no. He and Dr. Jill Biden and the whole Biden crime family were eating really dang good in the neighborhood, eating real good. And they didn't worry about it. It's like, let them eat pizza. I mean, it's kind of a messed up version of Marie Antoinette. But, and I don't even think she actually said it, but still, 
this is the brains or the lack thereof of the Bidens and their elitist friends. They don't get it. They don't care. They do not care about you, average American, trying to keep a roof over your head, food on the table, gas in your car so that you can go to work. Oh, and by the way, as a little side note, 19 is your number. 19 straight months where actual wages had diminished. 19 straight month, which means your money that you're making is not able to really take care of your basics. You know, because, I mean, it's like with people on fixed incomes, you know, are they having to choose, can they eat or do they need heat? Especially in the Northwest right now. Oh, I mean, not the Northwest, the Northeast, the Great Lakes area. I mean, my goodness, the city of Buffalo, where I had family, six feet of lake effect snow, so bad that the Buffalo Bills couldn't even go home to play a game. They had to spend multiple days in Detroit. And they, you know, they won their games, yes, but man, that's pretty rough. You have to spend Thanksgiving on the road, you know, because you just can't, you just can't play at home. You just can't. So yeah, there's, and the heating costs for natural gas or heating oil, propane, all up, all of them. And plus you still have the looming diesel shortage. So yeah, folks. Yes, Merry Christmas from the Biden regime. We get stolen elections, corrupt officials. Yeah, and I have to admit at times, I just wonder, is there any real justice left in this world? Because we have a country. We have, and I talked to uh, several people about this. We have three very distinct types of warfare going on simultaneously. There's information warfare, there's psychological warfare, and spiritual warfare. They're all in operation at the same time. And people like Elon Musk are driving the uh, regime off of their rockers with his purchase of Twitter. He is now looking to unleash the files on the Hunter Biden laptop from hell story. Ooh, that's going to be scary to put that out there. Uh, Elon has also ended Twitter's uh, policy of squashing quote-unquote COVID information or misinformation. Ooh, that can't be fun. And speaking of COVID, ah, uh, yes, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the Lord of all science, doing his sort of farewell tour on the Sunday talk shows and continuing to be a narcissistic, lying piece of excrement. And what's really amazing to me, though, the great Dr. Fauci, who infamously said that 
if you criticize me, you're criticizing science. I'm like, what? Really? Huh. Well, apparently, the great lord of all science has a really bad memory. Very bad memory. He was in a seven-hour deposition where practically every other thing he said was, I don't know, I don't recall, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, you're not out of the woods, not by a long shot, because you, your family, apparently, are getting the daylights investigated out of them. And all that extra money you made from all those royalties and so forth, don't spend them on that re retirement home just yet because you're going to need it for lawyers. You're going to need it for a whole lot of lawyers because if somehow Congress can't get what they need, you're still going to get sued. You're going to get sued, dude. You know, maybe in a civil suit or something, but I'm hope I'm hoping for like some criminal action, a criminal referral. Now, of course, the dipsticks at the Department of Justice won't do anything because you have that magical cloak of protection called Merrick Garland and the Department of Injustice. But yes, so where's the pros where's the special prosecutor for Fauci? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere. But yes, you can have a special counsel uh, who is really nothing more than a left, way out in left field hack going after President Trump again and still. Actually, I should have said still because, yeah, okay. If you think you got such a great case, Merrick, baby, where's the indictment? Hmm? Where's the indictment? Because you don't have it. You don't have enough evidence. The Presidential Records Act has no enforcement mechanism. So, and the whole special, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. I thought, and I thought daytime TV was bad. <laughs> this is real life, and it's much worse. It's a whole, whole lot worse. Ay caramba. But, oh well, what can you do? Trump has announced, yes, and this whole thing with uh, the special prosecutor waiting for just the right timing to drop an indictment and somehow, you know, try to ruin Trump's run. Now, if anything, and, and I've dealt with, I've talked with a lot of people over the last few weeks, ever since the midterms. Now, they're wanting... Governor DeSantis, my governor, to run in 2024 because they were foolish enough to believe what the media told them and what the so-called, quote-unquote, conventional wisdom told them. Ah, uh, okay, let's... Now, I'm conflicted here in a way because I do love Governor DeSantis. I do. I voted for the man. But to run in 2024... No, I, I just can't back that because he's got stuff to do here in Florida because, I mean, even though, yes, Florida got a red wave. I mean, we totally got a red wave. 
on the all over the state, even Miami-Dade, which has been a very traditional blue stronghold for quite a while. But yeah, we got the red wave. All statewide offices. Uh, Governor DeSantis won by 19 points. 19, 20 points, I believe. Uh, Attorney General Ashley Moody got reelected over with a, a double-digit win. Uh, Senator Rubio won re-election quite easily with about 15 points. So on and so forth. I mean, even the... <laughs> Even the state agricultural commissioner, the Republican candidate, won by over 10 points. And, yes, Governor DeSantis also enjoys supermajorities in the Florida legislature, House and Senate, including the district I live in that got a totally cool uh, black conservative Republican state senator. Yay! Happy about that. But... Trump, for all these people that I've talked to who are still like, oh, he's so divisive. I said, well, yeah, that's his job to be a little divisive. I mean, if you're going to believe that a guy like Joe Biden, after dang near two years of what he's put this country through, is some great uniter, you're on drugs or you're just plain brain dead. The man has done nothing. Everything he touches turns to crap. Border policy, energy policy, economic policy, foreign policy, it's all crap. And we're living with the results of it. Ay, 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 ay. I mean, Trump is battle-tested. And besides, there's one thing that hasn't really been said. I mean, back in 2018... Uh, the Florida primary, without Trump, there would be no DeSantis because Ron DeSantis did ask Donald Trump for his endorsement in the Florida primary. Now, at that time when he asked, DeSantis wasn't exactly, uh, you know, all that popular at least in the poll in some of the polling I mean he was kind of single digits for a while didn't even get past 10 percent but as soon as Trump gave him that endorsement he took off like a rocket and he only won the 2018 uh, Florida election by some 40,000 plus votes now that's pretty scary right there because it, we could have had worse but now because of all he's done and his leadership on a variety of issues florida he won by dang near 20 points 19 20 points yes the man is amazing i like him he's a great leader but he's just gotta wait his turn now he will make a great president but this is trump's time Okay, and I know some people are like, well, it's like, I mean, it sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Like, look, like it or not, Trump has got the base. He, I mean, he still can pack a, a, an arena. He can still pack an outdoor venue. He can very easily. I mean, and he's been out of office for dang near two years. 
he can still energize the country. The only thing I have concern about is the Uniparty. Now, we saw, I mean, at least I saw, some of the goings-on for the midterms. And in states like Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, the blue states of the Midwest, these, they still stayed blue in spite of the fact the very people who were running the place are the ones that made these people's lives a living hell. I mean, Pennsylvania, we, they literally, I don't know whether by hook or by crook, they've got a guy with brain damage, literally brain damage, as a United States senator. Now, of course, his wife, John Fetterman's wife, is all ticked off that, oh, somehow he's a puppet and she's running the joint. It's like, and she got all snooty and, and ugh. It's like, well, the right doesn't like women. That's what she said. I said, honey, where the hell have you been? We got some great ladies, conservative ladies out there. Fantastic ones. We've got Christy Nome, who won easily re-election in South Dakota. Carrie Lake, who got screwed in Arizona. But she's one tough lady. She is a rock star. We got some great ladies who are out there uh, who are in positions. And they're conservative women. And I like it. I totally like it. So I don't know what her problem is, but her husband is a mess. But yeah, and the fact that she's and that he's going to be a U.S. senator is just going to be really weird. It's going to be really weird. And now that 2022 is pretty much over, save the runoff in Georgia between Warnock, or should I say Warlock, and Herschel Walker. I mean, I'm really, you know, I'm really praying for Herschel to win because at least that puts the Senate back at 50-50. But, and that will create interesting problems for the Democrats in 2024 because there are 33, I believe, uh, Senate seats up in 2024 and 24 of them are Democrats, including Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, and John, uh, and John Tester of Montana. Hmm, think carefully when you vote, folks, in the Senate. Now, of course, you got the other goofballs, uh, people like Mitt the Twit Romney, and believe me, the Utah GOP ain't exactly thrilled about him and haven't been for quite a while. I think they even have someone who's going to primary him uh, <laughs> in 2024. Plus, you also, of course, have the presidential race. Now, Biden is expecting to run. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, run over the river, off the cliff, and into the falls. But remember, folks, the man got apparently 81 million votes. And if you believe that, I still say you're stupid and incredibly naive. And frankly, you're, you're essentially sheep, easily programmed sheep. And this whole morality thing? Right, okay. The Biden family morals. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. If you believe that, then, oh, man, don't get anywhere near me trying to preach about how righteous you are because this family is anything but. They are compromised up the wazoo, majorly compromised, and especially by the Chinese. I mean, the lame statements coming out of the White House, while there are tens of millions of Chinese who are literally risking their lives for freedom, wanting Xi Jinping gone, I'm like, man, some of y'all got some real short memories. This is dangerous stuff. But hey, what can you do, folks? I mean, this is a situation that is constantly evolving. Same with Arizona. Same with Brazil. So this is, and oh my gosh, I don't even, be, I can't even begin to, uh, uh, to wrap my head around some of this. It's going to take a little bit of time and see how uh, the circumstances play out. But my friends, I am just happy to be back. We will be back at it again. We're going to uh, try to finish out the year pretty strong. And we are even on a countdown right now for our one-year anniversary, which will take place on January 3rd, the same day that the new Congress is seated. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And also, for those who still want to communicate with us, we are still available at inblackandright at gmail.com for email. Our website will be undergoing some upgrades and some new and some new things. We've just had a little bit of trouble, but inblackandright.net is where you can find it. So yeah, we're going to be having some fun here. We're going to try to finish out the year strong, have some fun along the way, try to celebrate the holidays the way they need to be celebrated. And, well, here we go, folks. So, with that in mind, I look forward to being back with you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Have a great Christmas holiday uh, as we're uh, coming up to it. But stay vigilant, folks. Please stay vigilant. Because the second we're not looking, we're going to get something that is going to absolutely mess up the country permanently. And with that, love y'all, and always remember, patriots come in all colors.